Welcome to RPGX Radio. I want to play a game. No. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. I had a whole bit, man. Come on. <laughs> I sensed you had a bit. Bit, bit denial It will be my new bit. I've, had, I've actually had this one in reserve for a while now. I've been practicing it for weeks. Every every week every week you're going to start, it's going to be like, how angry was the dragon? I don't care. Let's move on. <laughs> I do have something else I could take from you, though. Oh, that wasn't as loud as I wanted it to be. Hold on. Oh, that's going to backfire. Hold on. <laughs> Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear a thing. Do you hear this? Okay. Why, hello. And welcome. Oh, so welcome. To this podcast that we do and totally know the name of. Yes, and we're happy to have you here. For whatever this is. For this. (laughs) You knew what you signed up for when you clicked on the download link. Don't play innocent with me. Uh, I actually don't have like a intro idea. I'm kind of, I'm very blank. Well, I mean. (laughs) The world kind of sucks. I don't want (laughs) to. You know what? Maybe in these times of uncertainty and chaos, a little bit of blankness is just what everyone needs to... (sighs) And there you go. There was your moment of of breathing, people. The problem is this comes out a month after we record it. By which which time we've already established that everything has been fixed, right? Hey, I mean, we we were kind of right about other stuff, right? Yeah, everything gone, but nobody's talking about it. No, it's perfect. (laughs) Everything was resolved. There was a resolution. (laughs) Nothing ended. People just moved on. Yeah. (laughs) The next thing. Yeah, but by the time this episode comes out, for sure, one hundred percent, everything's going to be, everything's going to be all right. Everything is awesome. (laughs) Everything is cool when When you are. Part of, it. of a team. Uh, a team like RPGX Radio, a community of role players dedicated to online play by post games. This, this message was brought to you by Birched. <laughs> the check came in. Thanks, Birched. <laughs> Much appreciated. Banks open up on Monday. We are excited. Super excited. <laughs> and with that out of the way. Yep. Let's let's get to our random verb because let's we're going it. nowhere quickly. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to hit the random quit. button. Yep. I'm going to hit it again because that's the same word. Okay. It's not random if it's well I mean I guess <laughs> if it is the same word that could be random. All right. I take it back. <laughs> Your verb of the day. Verb no, of the no. day. Verb of the week. I lied. Yep. Yeah. It's a verb's random verb of the week mm-hmm. is fix. Fix. Oh, I almost fix. used it as a noun right off the bat, saying the fix is in, but whew, that yeah. would have been a catastrophic mistake and a blow that to my credibility that I would never recover super from. Super embarrassing to you. Super embarrassing. Luckily, I fixed my course of action partway through. Oh, Whoa. I see what you did there. Yeah. But I'm, now are you going to give us a... Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Edric the Bard spent the entire night fixing his loot after an unhappy patron demonstrated the exact extent of their dissatisfaction. Excellent. But Edric plays a lute, really? He is a man of many talents. He's, he, he can play any instrument. He's a, a musical savant. I don't, 
I'm assuming that's a feat, and I'm assuming that's a feat somewhere in in one of the editions of one of the games. I'm sure it is. Probably. Yeah, apply your bonus to X number of other instruments or something. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Good enough for me. Moving on. Fair enough. <laughs> Got to keep this train a rolling. People, people don't want all that nonsense at the beginning. <laughs> Got to keep our train wreck a moving. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, we've been talking about mm-hmm. getting into and playing a game on Play by Post. Play- we, last week, talked about the pregame stuff. You get accepted. Mm-hmm. And Ideally. you are prepping everything to start playing. Now, we're going to talk about the role play side of that. Right. Next week, we'll talk about the role play side. Very if clear. If you can tell the difference Very in clear. those two things, good job. Good, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you made it perfectly clear when you said role play, and then further elaborate, the other one would be role play. Anyone who's not catching on to that at this point. It's, I mean, it's super obvious. I yeah, mean, super obvious. I can see the way the words are written right here. I'm saying them it's differently. Obvious. Yeah. It, yeah. If, if you're missing it, that's on you. I mean, so let's continue on. Yep. Role play this week and role play next week. So we're focusing on the role play. So so what are some things that you consider when you go to make your first role play post? Okay, so you're already in the game. You've got your character. Everything's established. The DM has probably posted the opening shot of the game or mm-hmm. the opening scene. Some kind yep. of prompt for you. It's to now get. a free for all. Right. Everyone just go Pile off. on in. Make a mess. Um, yeah, I mean... The the norm seems to be the introductory post where you describe yourself, uh, your character that you're playing, uh, you know, their appearance, because this is like the opening scene of a movie where the, the the actor first presents themselves and you get a good shot to establish this is what the person looks like. And so you describe yourself, uh, maybe a bit of personality as relevant to the action that was posted by the DM. Maybe a little bit of backstory gets thrown in. You know, a lot of people will be like, ah, I arrived in Waterdeep three days ago after my carriage caught fire and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> so, yeah, you'll get a little bit of just sort of establishing detail. Uh, but there's no need to go into your character's entire backstory. That was already done in your character thread. Little bits and pieces can crop up later on. Don't feel the need to front end load everything about your character in this first scene. Definitely. I feel like the first scene is mostly for bringing the group together just not necessarily even narratively even if your groups are together but bringing the group together as players like here when you if you've listened to any uh, actual play podcasts or watch them on twitch or any of that kind of stuff it's usually like you know okay who do they see and the way the person describes them you know what they're wearing if they move like a certain cocksure way or timidly those kind of things that you would see on a first introduction are the important bits to have out, yeah. I think. And then if there's something, like, if, if you did just come from a carriage fire, instead of saying, oh, yeah, I just survived the carriage fire, maybe you describe that there's a, a slight hint of, you know, burning cloth yeah. wait, moving with you. And that way, when they go out and see a carriage fire, they might ask you about it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> is that your carriage fire that you parked outside, sir? Well, this is strictly a no carriage fire parking zone. I'm going to have to ask you to move that down the road or else I'm going to have to fine you. Yeah. And I meant it was like three days ago. He's been walking since. He didn't decide, oh, my carriage is on fire. Three days to Waterdeep. Well, what are you going to do? I've already paid for the carriage. He could still smell like burning stuff. Yeah. It'll keep me warm at night. And and some of this is going to definitely come from our preferences as players and as yeah. GMs. 
you know, you may, as a player or as a GM, want something different. And, and that's totally fine. You are allowed to have your own style and your own preferences. Yeah. We're going to talk mostly generally, and it's going to shade towards what we like to see. Right. Obviously. Fair enough. Yeah. So let me flip the question on you. What oh, no. do you what do you not see in an opening post, both for good and bad? What are the things that you wish you would see more often? What are the things you wish you would see less often in an opening post from a player? Hmm. A- anything come to mind? I think the first thing that comes to mind is so often players will want to engage so much that they actually unintentionally i assume take narrative control from other people okay and so they'll they'll and it's not a malicious thing it's more like oh i saw them there and they ordered a drink and it's like well my player actually wouldn't my character wouldn't have ordered a drink and it's just little assumptions like that so it's kind of stepping outside of your character into someone else's character is one of those things and it can even just be as as simple as you know, I ask a question, I wait for the response, and then I then I follow it up with this type mm-hmm. thing where you just assume a certain reaction. And I feel like, especially in your first post, that kind of stuff should definitely be kept to a minimum because you don't yeah. know the yeah, other but... players as well, usually, and you don't know their other characters as well. Because even if you wrote a character a certain way, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's exactly how they're going to play out because you're still feeling out the character in those early day, early posts. Yeah. I mean, it could be as simple as saying, um, you know, the other character uh, looks up and sees that I'm dressed in whatever. Probably fine, but maybe they don't look up. Try and, you know, just limit it to your own thing. Like, just sort of detail your own character and action and your own person in that post and try to limit the amount of onus that you put on others, I guess, right? Definitely. Definitely limit what you are saying other people are doing. Mm Mm-hmm. The only exception there, I think, is NPCs. If there's an, a decent number of NPCs around, then yeah. most GMs are okay with you taking a slight control of them. Not, you know, oh, they fall to the ground, they worship me as their new god. Like, obviously, that's too far. I'm going to need a roll for that. You you bump into someone yeah. accidentally, and then they have a certain exclamation. As long as you didn't happen to bump into the one NPC that the DM was counting on to be a certain person, <laughs> yeah. you're probably fine. Okay. To say, oh, I bump into one of the bar wenches and they, they drop a mug. And so I help them pick it up and I apologize bashfully. Totally fine, I think. Yep. Yeah, for, absolutely. Uh, you know, I will even go one step further. Maybe not in the opening post, but I've had um, I have a single player game right now where because I've introduced a, an area where there's an accident scene and there's a number of people. If, if the player wants to run with this person is doing that, you know. I am completely fine with that, but those are all NPCs, and I would never presume... That's the, my big thing is agency. Taking away another player's agency, either as a DM or a player, is just the cardinal sin of the, of any of these games, right? Definitely. And, and that's why I really couched it in, especially in the earlier game. Yeah. Once you get to know players a bit more and characters you can do a little more of that as long as you have the communication with the players like hey would you be okay if i wrote this so we could keep moving it forward Mm -hmm. that kind of conversation out of character is definitely good and highly encouraged and it can help things move along but just doing it is very rough and i've run into that myself i've had 
run-ins where I, I assumed certain things would happen. Yeah. So I, I wrote a huge thing and then, you know, a third of the way in, something changed the way things happened and all of a sudden most of my post is is completely null and void now. So I wrote a bunch of stuff that wasn't useful. So you got to keep in that in mind as you're writing. Is there a point where you can be interrupted? Should you barrel through or should you let things go? Yeah, well, I find in play-by-post, uh, there is a tendency to have lengthy posts at times, which mm-hmm. can include multiple lines of dialogue, and then the other people have to intersplice their dialogue uh, between those. Um, that's not necessarily specific to opening posts, but just in general. Right. Because um, then, you know, you find yourself reacting to two or three different things at a time. It can get a bit messy. So there's something. What about the, the flip side of that? What do you wish you would see more, or what do you... Uh, wish that you would do more of in an opening post is there anything that you can think of offhand i mean i'm practically perfect in every way so i don't know is there anything i could do putting yourself into the position of another lesser player right let me let me imagine i was someone different someone not me yeah yeah you know mm, still not easy but lord it's hard to be humble right (laughs) i think the one thing i wish i could do better is know my play my character better early on because i i tend to discover the character as i go yeah and i wish i wish that was more like historical rather than oh yeah they they're they actually would act this way because of these things that are in their past i think in order to get to that you'd have to write extensively for their backstory in order to mm. establish that possibly more so than one typically does for a D character you know like yeah when you start writing a novella to detail the backstory of your your super cool ranger that no one's ever seen anyone like that before. Two scimitars. <laughs> so Nobody unique. ever has. Yeah, yeah but I'm, got, you know what I mean? Got a like, deep tan. <laughs> very deep. <laughs> Pale hair, though. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like you'd have to spend so much yeah. time writing in order to ha- develop a definitive voice of the character. The only thing I could say to that, though, write what you have, and then, you know, this is a new stage in the character's life as they're into the game. Maybe have them acknowledge that... As you learn the character, they themselves are learning new details about themselves. You know, embrace embrace That's the, the shortcut uh, I've taken yeah. to to be able to be okay with the way some things change, and it it works well. I just wish mm-hmm. I just wish I felt more confident in the in making the character that I want to play rather than making the character who is about to begin a new journey and thus everything is now just old news and they can be whatever going forward yeah if if that makes any sense yeah sure sure it does um yeah well i mean everyone's going to have a certain no i shouldn't say that many people will have a a, a lack of confidence which isn't to say lack of confidence in your role-playing ability because you know many of us have been playing for years to the point where it's fine uh just those opening steps for each time kind of feel awkward you know but yeah i mean it's it's very much like having a newborn each time you you bring a new character into a thing, you're like, I think I know how they're gonna go. Nope. Oh shoot! I dropped my character. Yeah, Capera uh, had a game right yeah. before all the stuff hit, yeah. and I I had just started getting my feet under me on this this insane vampire dude, mm-hmm. and she she had a certain reaction in the world, and I was like, uh. Okay, well, my character would totally take this route. I yeah. totally envisioned him going this way, though. He's definitely a little crazier than I have originally envisioned. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm finding the character. He's toddling along, thinking, "Oh yeah, this is the way it was." 
But yeah. really, he had a different view than was actually reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the important thing to recognize is that your your opening post is not your the entirety of your character. This is the characters right. they are at this point now when you start the adventure. And any good character, I, okay, most good characters will have a character arc. So there's going to be some kind of transformative uh, events going on. So don't feel beholden to stick with what you've got. the goal that you're trying to get to. Yeah. That way, as you're making choices, it's not just in a vacuum or, oh, the, the quest wants me to go this way, so I'm going this way. Your, your ultimate goal as a character mm-hmm. also should drive your choices, and that can help inform you, and that can change as you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Never feel beholden to stick with what you've got on the character sheet uh, as backstory from the beginning and straight through to the end. Like everything, everything should change. And and the other tool that's very easily used is the unreliable narrator. Like that was what your character believed. Maybe it's not hundred percent true. Maybe your character lied to themselves. Maybe they ha- went through something that caused this fracture in their memory. Always, never feel like you are beholden to anything you've written before. Just make sure you have a reason why they thought it was true up until that point. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen that work out really well and really poorly in games where a character says they're this way and then they decide they changed their mind, they want to be a different way. And I'm like, how does that, you know, how how does that now work with your past? Like, oh, well, it just, I, I, I was lying to everyone. I'm like, but you weren't. People made, you know, yeah. na- people made mechanical checks and it was all true. And we've run into people from your past that verified this. How does... That all, well, it was just it wasn't that way. Yeah, embrace the fact that you're changing. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to be willing to kind of meet in the middle. If you want to swing hard another way, you got to understand that you've invested time and everyone else has invested time in yeah. who your character was. So go on a journey with everyone to kind of get to where you want to be. No retcons. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't go back and say, oh well, well, this is what actually. No, 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 no. Because it's already there. It's already established. It's like the uh, improv rule. Yes, and. You know? Yes. And? Yes, and. (laughs) Yes, I did say that. And I regret it now. And (laughs) what I actually want to do going forward is this. (laughs) And you know, I was thinking a moment ago. Sorry to interrupt. um, No, you're fine. Okay, I'm not sorry then. Um, (laughs) You said... Oh, shoot. I was too clever now. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, yeah. When you step over someone and take over someone's agency by accident. Mm. Here's another thing. You can just say in the uh, in the OOC thread, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, my bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Never never, never hesitate to apologize if you've made a mistake. That that uh, Because here's something that I don't know that we've actually said yet on the podcast. But since play-by-post is a written medium, there is very little tone in anything you write. Yeah. So if you write yeah. something that's meant to be like a mean-spirited joke, it could come off as if you're being just a total butthole. Yeah. And th- that is totally fair for someone else to read that, even if you didn't mean that. You just have to go back and say, I apologize. I did not mean to come off that way. Yeah. How can I present these things in the future so that you don't do that or if it's you know, something to do with, with the character though you you know like if if you're basically taking the agency oh say sorry i you know just got carried away and cool let's uh i'll try and do it differently 
you know definitely because it, it's like we've said before communication clear communication is the key and if you if you were just eager excited to get into the game made a few assumptions just state that say you know i was just raring to get going and wanted to introduce the thing that's my bad and uh i won't do it or or have the covets conversation in ooc before you do it yeah yeah i mean before is better but after the fact at the very least acknowledge what you did and no one in the no one is in the game to try and beat another player. No one's trying to win over you. Ideally, it doesn't work. And let's well just in say play, that right? if that is your goal, role play is not the this game. Is, yeah, this is probably not the place for you. Board games. Like, play board games if you want to beat somebody. Like if you want to play a fantasy game and you want to beat someone, there are ample board games that you can do that. You can have the great time. Everyone can try and beat each other. But role play for the most part does not excel in that even if your characters are trying to beat one another if it's mm -hmm. uh you know like some kind of dune themed game where everyone's uh, backstabbing and plotting against one another in character that's fine but as players you're not actually trying to beat each other you're trying to work together towards the goal of having one person's character beat another it's still collaborative Definitely. even if it appears to be competitive uh, and if you're there to actually beat another player, uh, outside of like the PvP arena games that I've seen, right? But right. even honestly, even that you're you're trying to work together towards a goal. It's not like you're trying to beat the other players. Whereas in a board game, there's a clear cut winner in many games. You know? Yeah. So so yeah. if you if you wanna if you wanna take on a fantasy role and beat other people, you either want to play a board game or you want to get into wrestling. Those are your two options. Yeah. Are there any are there any wrestling RPGs? Yes, there are. I know there are. I don't know what the names no. of them are, but I have heard them reviewed and talked about, and they can okay. be kind of funny at times. I'd be I'd be curious to look at one of those. Yeah. Huh. Looking at other RPGs. Hmm. That's an idea. <laughs> File that away for later, sir. I think we may yes. have stumbled onto gold. I I definitely. Definitely never had that thought before. I'm, glad, suggested to I'm me. glad I imparted it to you then now <laughs> so that you can take it and run with it. And I'll take all the credit in proper DM fashion. And I'll just delete this audio file from it so that nobody knows that you had anything to do with it. <laughs> Stop stifling my free speech, sir. So we, we, we've talked a bit about kind of the player side of it. Let's talk the a content. little bit about the, the, well, yeah, we can talk about the content. Now we Let's can talk, talk about, about the formatting. Yeah, the, the formatting, the site-facing things. Yeah. In my experience, and you, you go ahead and tell me if any of this is true or false in your experience as well. Right. But when you, when you want to have your character speaking or your posting speech, you tend to, to bold it, right? I tend to, yes. Do um, you, when you bold it, do you always put quotes around speech? I do. Um, I okay. tend to follow more the sort of literary convention where you break up the dialogue into a separate paragraph, mm -hmm. put it in quotes to show that it's the dialogue part so that it's not mistaken for any actions that take place, you know, in the uh, he said kind of side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bold. I do that as well just to draw attention to it. I'm toying with not doing it as much mm. because I find that when I play, it's like I tend to focus on the bold stuff and I sort of gloss over some um, details that are posted in the non-bold, which maybe I shouldn't. So I kind of want to lend equal weight to the dialogue and to the action. Interesting. See, I've I've actually seen it done without the bold, mm -hmm. and I find that I haven't seen it without the bold, but structured kind of like a, a literary, yeah. like a book. Yes. 
So that maybe makes would make a difference. However, when I see it without the bold, I have a lot of trouble figuring out what was actually said. I would say that if if you're one of those people who writes the dialogue into the paragraph, bolding is imperative. If you are breaking out the dialogue into separate paragraphs like you would see in a novel, bolding is probably less imperative because it's made distinct by its positioning. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to aim away from bolding a little bit just to see if it lends equal weight to the action and dialogue, though. Interesting. Yeah, to do that and, and report back. Yeah. I'll let you know <laughs> how badly it crashes and burns and how many, how gnashing my teeth were and how the women lamented. But I think, I, think, I think bold speech is a generally accepted site convention. Yeah, so it tends to be. It's one of those things to look for. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I've seen a lot of is italics for thoughts like if you're doing yeah. an internal dialogue then putting it in italics whether you break it out from another paragraph like speech or not mm -hmm. that's i guess a personal choice yeah <laughs> okay then i'm gonna throw a curveball at you then how do you okay. do telepathy which is both Brackets. thought and communicate oh, <laughs> see i thought i had you but you're just too clever for me who's a clever boy who's a I've clever boy i've actually played three different games where i've had telepathy and i've okay. used telepathy very differently in each of them in one i used italic brackets and okay. i put i broke it in, into like two parts where i put like sort of like droid speak where you got query and then you put yeah. the, the thought in there in one it was just images so i describe a bunch of images that you get when instead of actual speech okay and then the other it was just speech and i put like mm. a little asterisks at the beginning if i was directing it at certain people mm -hmm. and then you use a tooltip so that people can hover over and see who's supposed to be seeing that i like tooltips tooltips are great they can be frustrating <laughs> but they are great yeah it depends how well and how frequently they're used hiding definitely hiding dice rolls in there is pretty cool that can be a very fun way to do it also it looks great on the final post it's a pain yeah. in the butt when you're yeah. formatting it yeah. though <laughs> Yes, final product is much nicer to look at. It's like the backside of a play, right? Yeah. Front all looking pretty fancy, but behind it's just ropes and timbers everywhere. How yeah. do you handle other languages when you're doing play-by-post? Either speaking in or getting other languages from other people. I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen as much of it lately. Now that I'm hmm. thinking about it, in the past I've seen uh, people doing different language, uh, different colors for different languages. Um, I tend to skew away from the rainbow posts these days, though. Uh, I don't know; it it feels a bit busier and a bit less. I don't know. It just feels like there's too much going on for me now. But that's because I have old man brain, and frankly, there is too much going on now. <laughs> don't make me Definitely. wonder what what language is purple. I don't know what that is. Yeah, um, I've I, I actually there was a Atala Wanderer yeah. did this thing before in one of his games where he actually created a key that was if you're gonna speak in Dwarven, use this use Google Translate in this language. Which I thought was pretty cool. Because then you can always go yeah. back like reverse engineer it and it's consistent in everyone's posts. It's a bit of an extra step though. Maybe if you're it, pressed it for is. time that yeah. And and one thing if if that's something you wanna do Oh yeah, yeah. That that is that is one way to go about it. I've usually I think I just I do another tooltip with an asterisk that say in whatever language I'm doing it in. So if people don't know it, then they know to yeah. ignore that. That's I usually only use color when I'm doing like 
magical speech. So if I'm casting a spell and I want to, you know, highlight that a little more, then I'll I'll go to I think I usually use like Bosque language, pull okay. out some words that I like, put it in bold sure. blue and stick it in there. That way it stands out as something different than normal speech. I had something kind of similar and there was one game I played where there was no uh, magic was not commonplace. In fact, only one person in the party had magic. Um, but whenever she would speak certain words, they would be in double parentheses. And no one around could understand. It was just like a, a, a shot of a concept that would hit, the, hit them every time she spoke in those words, which were the words of magic. Because magic is not a language that just anyone could understand. So it was something that she managed to dope out by coming across an NPC and Everyone else is like, whoa, you said something. I have no idea what that is. But just by putting it in double parentheses and then describe a concept, that was uh, that was the idea. Something I got from uh, Grant Morrison's The Invisibles comics, actually. Very cool. Where it started off as in parentheses, blank space. But as the characters as the characters began to understand, it would become simple words, then become longer words, become concepts, become sentences. But that may be more elaborate and more of a time thing. Not, a, not your initial post kind of deal. Right, right. And I, we've we talked about them during our big overview, but images, let's just go ahead and say it again here. Mm-hmm. What is your view on images in posts? Image in the opening post for as a player is well, fine. Well, any In any the post. opening post, no. In the opening post is fine. Only, okay, so only the opening post. I'm hard-pressed to think of a reason why I would want to see an image in uh, a later post. Maybe if it's the first time you're showing off your family's magical sword mm. and you have an image that you want to share and it's only later on down the line. Okay. Keep it to a minimum. Absolutely no more than one per post. Frankly, no more than one per several posts, if I'm being honest. Keep the image yeah. size small because there are people who check this thing on their phone uh, You know, while they're commuting to school or work. Just take it easy on them. They don't want to have in the passenger seat. Test. Obviously, yeah. they're not driving and looking at their phone. That would be a big no-no. Yeah, I, I meant commuting as in taking a bus or a subway. Okay. Oh man, I remember <laughs> taking the bus to work. It was like a one-hour just reading. That was the best. <laughs> I don't get that now. Yeah. So so minimal minimal images minimal. in posts. One because it changes the way a page loads. Two. It changes how fast a page loads. Three, it just kind of clutters a page. It can. And so make sure that you keep your images small and important if you're going to put them in there. If you're putting it in there, it needs to be something that matters. Yeah, that's like um, that's like one of the the rules of um, of publishing or desktop publishing. If everything's bold, nothing is. Right. Oh yeah. So if you if everyone's have, super, no one is. Right. So if you have, if every post has pictures, then it's just clutter. It's just background noise at this point. Right. Like, yeah. and I, I will say, I think the the caveat to something like that is in a DM post, if there are several different people talking and they have clear images for each, if they keep them small and they keep the area that they're talking like, oh, this council is talking. Now this person gives their case. Here's the picture of the person. Here's what they say. The oh. next person gives their case. Like that would be the one place I think. You made me think of like um, of an RPG where, you know, every set of dialogue is just in a field set box with a little image of the person on the <laughs> left or on the right as they're talking, you know. But I think that is like the only place where something like that can work and not feel overdone. And then 
the GM has to also keep in mind that they've already established what each person looks like and their voice and doesn't need to to use that every time. So it can be your first impact, here's the council type person, but then after that... Here are the sweeping planes of uh, Planet X. Yeah. Yeah, just like introduce it, then let people just remember and they can always scroll back up or throw a page back if they want to look at it again. Another great thing to do is to have a whole thread that is dedicated to the people that you meet so you can put your pictures in there so if people want to you can <laughs> it's like a, a photo sp- album yeah <laughs> and then i met the dark prince <laughs> took a tour of his yeah. dungeon met Create some a digital of scrapbook <laughs> of, of everyone's adventures <laughs> yeah, it's in my facebook page with all the people that i've killed <laughs> all the loot that i plundered Oh, look at this. It's my first wanted ad. Yeah. Oh, man. They got my hair so bad in that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we had that king? <laughs> hey, look, a lock of his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could, you could do that. You could do that. It seems like a bit of an extra step, but if you're planning on having your game going for any length of time, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And it's look. just one of those things, especially if you have a character in the group whose shtick is knowing things. Then yeah. doing something like that so they can always re- reference back to what they've already who oh, they've already met. Characters is real with good. characters with like the eidetic or photographic memories are the worst for for <laughs> DMs because then it's like uh, you're gonna make me write down. I don't know what the blacksmith's name was. I don't care what the blacksmith's name was. Your character blacksmith has the memory. You write it down. <laughs> His name is blacksmith, and that's it. End of character. Is John blacksmith. Blacksmithington. <laughs> Oh, of the Boston Blacksmithingtons. That's no, no, no. The Florida, Floridonian Blacksmithingtons. Right, right. <laughs> Makes sense and now then, that you say it. And then you wanted to cover verb tense. Yeah. Well, Not it's a, a verb tense, but just no, regular. I verb. don't want to address it's a verb. <laughs> <clears throat> I th- frankly, the less airtime that guy gets, the better. Is all I'm saying about <laughs> No, well, it's something that I thought of uh, this morning when my head meat started to rotate, and I thought, writing things in the past tense seems to be a pretty common convention on the site. And I get it, because that's how you read novels. And we're all kind of instinctively writing things in a writing way. But when you're playing at the table, everything is in present tense. And I kind of like that more. I like the present tense more, because when you say something in past tense, like I was saying earlier before we started recording, when you arri- you arrived at the gate and the guards began to file out to greet you. Because it's past tense, the implication there is that it's already done. You've are- And because you're hearing it, you were automatically successful in some capacity. You've survived the encounter. That's foregone because I'm hearing it and it's in past tense. And that kind of ruins the immediacy of role-playing. I don't want you to have arrived at the gate and the guards began to file out to greet you. I want you, you arrive at the gate and the guards begin to file out because now you're in that moment. You're still present for it. There's no guarantee that you're going to successfully get through it, you know, not implied or otherwise. So I think I'm going to skew a bit more towards present tense. I won't force my players to write in present tense. If they want to write in past tense, it's fine. I'm not going to tell anyone how to write, even though my way's better. The the biggest takeaway here is to keep your tense consistent. At the I very think. least, yeah, yeah. And and I've I think I usually write in past tense, but I also kind of 
view it as the sort of the character narrating their actions as they go. So like the po- the end of the post is the end of what they knew at that time. So I'm telling all of that stuff that happened up to that moment. And and so I get what you're saying about the kind of foregone conclusion that obviously they're here to report on it type thing. But yeah, it's it's one of those things you think about why you're writing things the way you are and just keep that consistent, I think, is the biggest takeaway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Simple as that. I know that you wanted to talk about uh, uh, secret text, spoilers, that kind of thing. Yeah, I wanted to. We, we started talking a little bit about them and how they can be used, like the tool tips. Yeah. Those those are things that you can wrap around something. They, they become highlighted. And when you hover over them, you can see other stuff, whether that be roles or additional t- text like, mm-hmm. oh, you knew what they were talking. They, they were talking about it. And then you put hover over it to remind people, oh, by the way, this was this big item that we'd been talking about. Yeah. Like you can use it all sorts of different ways to give more information that isn't maybe necessary, but is useful. Yeah. There's uh, extra detail. Uh, you can you can put images in there, but I would caution you because if the image is big, you're not going to be able to move around to look at it without yeah, getting off the tooltip. It'll it'll sit there for a while and load and then flip away until you come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, if you're going to say like, there, you know, you're talking about instruments and you want to just put a little image for an unfamiliar instrument, like, you know, if it's a guitar, we get it. We know it's a guitar. If I say it's, you're playing a harmonium, not everyone knows what a harmonium is. It's another tool you can use for <laughs> if you're talking about a, a known character, but you have a different name for them or your people has a name for them. Yeah. Stuff like that where you can say like, oh, the Onajan. And they're like, everyone else knows him as the boogeyman, but we call him the Onajan. So you put that as a tooltip that it's like a quick translation. I that's I think that's how I talked about it originally is that some people use one language and then tooltip it and put the translation in there. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note is you can't, if you tooltip something, you don't also um, format that text. I don't think you can actually format the text that you cover in a tooltip. You can format the text inside the tooltip. Okay. But if you put like, you oh, know, I see. if you put he rolled across the lines and you want rolled to be underlined for whatever reason, and then you put a dice roll up there or you put acrobatics, you know, 14. I think Acrobatics 14 will underline, but Rolled will not. I don't know okay. that you can separately, because I think it's got its own built-in formatting. And I could yeah, be okay. wrong. There there are limits into what you can do with those two things, is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 for sure. I've seen people use quotes when they make their posts, like if they're responding to different things. I am iffy on that. I don't like because it. Because I, it, like it. I, I don't like reading the post. I, I like how easily it makes things kind of flow because you can know exactly at what point they're saying things, but it also recontextualizes things a lot. And so I like if you just sort of, oh, when they said this, I interjected because then I have what happened already. Yeah. You also don't want to read the, you don't want to read the other person's post another time in it's oh, it's like, you know what? Actually, I think my big deal is it makes me think of idiots who argue on the internet where they take the last person's post, oh, break yeah. it down line by line and respond to each one. It's like, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. And then you then you start playing role-playing games like that. And it's, it's just I think maybe it's just making me think of idiots inter- uh, internet arguing. Quotes are good for if you need to like put a rule bit in a, in a spoiler button, sure. then 
you can quote the rule there with a link to actually the place that it comes from. Or if it's an excerpt from a book that your character has or exactly. something like that. Yep. I've, I've done it like that. I've also done that in like field sets as well. Field mm-hmm. sets are nice because you can, they, they nicely break up things. They kind of smoosh yeah. it a little bit. So it makes it look a little fatter, even if you don't write a ton. Yeah. And it allows you to kind of interweave things. Like I have, have characters who write journals. And so instead of talking, instead of describing narratively constantly how things are happening, sometimes I'll jump to the journal and write, from the perspective of the end of the day, here's what they are writing about the day yeah. kind of things. And so that it's a nice, fun way. It, like everything, you can overuse it, and it can get irritating to look at all the different ways to do it. I think field sets are good if it's meant to be something, like it's basically a big old parentheses on your, on your post. If it's something that's aside, relevant, but aside. So if, mm-hmm. like if it's your bard singing a song, put it in a put it in a field set if it's the uh the gm is posting a transmission from that you've received from another outpost you know you can put that in there just to sort of break it apart draw attention to say this is a separate thing related to what's going on yeah and and it's not the only way to do it of course there's lots of ways to use it and i've actually done it also where i put it sort of like what you were just saying it's it's not the main focus stuff but it's also like only if you're interested do you have to look at this. So I put it in there. It fits narratively, but you can also skip it if you want to. So yeah. I'll use, in that case, I'll use like a field set and a spoiler button so that it's just, okay, journal entry, blah, blah, blah. And then a spoiler button if you want the information. Otherwise, you move on to the next thing that happens that actually affects your characters. Yeah. Spoiler buttons are something where I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with for in-game post. Mm. I can see them getting overused. I find yes. it's good if you have reference posts, like setting information, and you've got a bunch of stuff about your 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 made-up city, and you break it down. You've got a lot, but it's all in one post, and you can just put it into a separate spoiler button so they can click on the economy section or click on the entertainment section. You know, huh. But yeah. when you're in-game posts, most especially as a player, there's not a lot that I would find is necessary to put in a spoiler button unless the gm has specified for example that they want you to put your your die rolls in a spoiler button that's uh, right one thing i have seen yeah generally i tie i try and keep my spoiler buttons to two three at the most if i do one of those field set things i do one at the top and this is again this is most i do if yeah. i'm doing a special kind of formatting thing at the top, like I had a character once who had, he had himself, he had a, a, a mental presence, and then oh. he had a, a psi crystal, and he had an intelligent weapon. So at the top of every post, I had a spoiler button detailing, okay, <laughs> when you see when you see dialogue like this, it's this thing talking like this, it's this thing talking. That way, no one ever had to remember it. They can always be like, oh yeah, this? Okay, cool. I can see how it might be useful if you have especially complex characters like that, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then at the bottom... This is one where they always wanted, they always liked having a generalized stat block. So I just, at the bottom, I plug all that in there. And then during combats, which we'll talk about next time, I would add information down there as well. But again, it's like everything. Mm -hmm. Use it too much, and it's too much. (laughs) It's in the words. Don't use it too much, because otherwise it'll be too much. All things in moderation, including moderation. So (laughs) maybe there's a time to use a whole bunch of spoiler buttons. I don't know. And then secrets. I, I go back and forth on secrets. Secrets, I think, are really dependent on the type of game you're playing. I mentioned Vampire the Masquerade before. 
because mm-hmm. the game is very much about secrecy. Like it's the masquerade is literally a tradition of hiding from mortals. And there's a lot of political stuff going on. And there's all these like hidden spirits. It's a game that's very much about secrets in some way or another. So there's bound to be things that some characters will know that others do not. So I find for a game like that, secrets are fine. You know, using secret text to block out that, okay, you've walked into the this, ta- this uh, place and you see this panel of people in front of you. Then you can break out to the one character and say, but you recognize the third woman on the right. You know that she is an inquisitor, even though she's not dressed like one. It's not mm-hmm. something that everyone would know. It's it's important to that character, but it's not necessarily something that character is going to share with the rest of the group. You know right. what I mean? So I mean, what do you think something like that, as opposed to having a private thread where you can disseminate that information, and something like Vampire the Masquerade? I think everyone would have their own private thread since it is so based on secrecy. What's the benefit to doing it in a post as opposed to in a private thread? Immediacy. It's right there in the game, and you don't have to get someone to read two separate posts, because what if they read that that game thread first, do their response, then check their character thread and realize, oh, crap, that was an Inquisitor. I got to go back and change everything now. Mm. It just housekeeping. It keeps everything pertinent in one area, but then they can use their private character thread to ask questions or discuss or make notes of that, that detail. Definitely. One of the things I will say that I've seen is when you use secret text, make sure if you take the secret text out, everything still flows decently because if you write it narratively and some of it's secret, it can feel real disjointed, even if it looks right. I I might even recommend your post is narrative, and then hey spoiler button, <laughs> put your secrets down there. Yeah, and and you can even say you know secrets for blah 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 blah, and then only have them in secret text down there for people to open up and check. That way, it doesn't ruin your flow, but people who need the di- information can get the information. Yeah, I would say in games where there's an expectation of collaboration and where you can trust the players not to metagame secrets are not necessary where the game is based around that kind of detail like maybe a call of cthulhu or if you're doing a dune type game or if it's right. espionage then it can add something because then you genuinely know something that not only the other characters don't but the players don't and that right. can, that can add some cool details where maybe you know hiding the fact that that third woman on the right is an inquisitor might have impacted how the other players would operate mm-hmm. and you want to save that until it's relevant when when the mechanics of the game or the tone of the game are built around the idea of secrecy that's yeah. when it becomes more important to have it as a embedded element if it's just like oh yeah your my character has this thing they would know it's just more of a it's a, a trust between players at that point. And I think the fewer secrets when unnecessary, the better. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, if you were to liken it to playing at the table, you wouldn't be you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have secrets at the table short of taking the DM aside, at which point everyone knows you're sharing secrets so that it's not really secret secret. You know what I mean? Right. I've seen that where where a DM takes a player out of the room, explains some things, then comes back and they try and have a conversation around it. And it's like, that just doesn't work. I get why you're doing it, because in the world, not everyone knows these things. But as a bunch of players playing together, you feel left out. 
or you right. feel like someone is getting special attention. I mean, that's more of on the, the social side of the gaming, but it is relevant. And you, you want everyone to be together in the fun they're having. And I, I firmly believe that since we're playing super exceptional people, very few actual humans are these kind of super exceptional people. So it helps to have more minds on it. So you can say, hey, maybe your character would have this thought or yeah. maybe they would remember these things. That way, even if it's not something your character would do, you're helping someone else play their character the best they can. Yeah. Well, for example, if one's, someone's playing a wizard and someone else happens to think, oh, well, maybe your character would recognize the ingredients of the potion. So then the other player's like, oh, yeah, 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 maybe I would. Let me roll an arcana check. Something like that. Yeah. So instead of keeping things secret where someone else is unable to provide unwitting assistance to the player, I don't know. And you also have to trust that players shouldn't metagame. Because, I mean, like you, I think you mentioned one time before, if someone's metagaming, they're really only spoiling it for themselves. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's, it's one of those things that metagaming has been made out to be this super monstrous thing. And it's not wonder it's not great by any stretch of the imagination but it's not necessarily bad it doesn't have to ruin everything because metagaming is like we just said someone saying oh maybe your character would recognize the ingredients that's metagaming but it's not bad because you can't be expected to know everything your character knows and therefore if you're playing like a, a wizard who's studied for decades to know how to do this stuff and you as a player have not probably mm-hmm. you probably haven't spent decades studying wizardry i'm assuming so having well, an extra person to think about it would might help you out most people yeah. haven't <laughs> most simmy simmy's just sitting over there looking at his hogwarts graduation certificate <laughs> hey 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 no 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 hogwarts we don't we don't we don't do the harry potter okay no, no harry potters in this house ain't no potter ain't no hair <laughs> wait wait what? wait Huh? Wait, wait. <laughs> and there are other tools uh, available on for posting. You, you've got, you know, your typical bold italic underline. You can change font size and color. Heck, you can add hyperlinks and all that stuff. I don't like the. I don't like the resizing. I find that resizing things kind. Of, it's it's one of the things that I would frown on. Uh, as a GM. I don't mind if you're bolding things, but I feel like when you start, you know, putting your character's scream in 36-point font or whatever it is, it's like, uh, you could have just bolded it. I get that. It feels like a step too much for me. I try and go no more than one bigger, so if I want that kind of that that small to big impact where, you know, a voice is slowly screaming more and louder in your head, that way it only goes just a little more than normal, but it starts smaller. So it's it's like anything. If you start further back, it mm-hmm. looks like you cover a greater distance. Yeah. But it's again, with with any of this stuff, you, you wanna talk with your DM and your part your group to see what their normal conventions are, what they're used to playing with. So that way you all enter on the same field and yeah. try and keep it, I think, as much as possible, keep it as narrative as you can. Because Otherwise, you're going to end up spending more time on the format than the actual writing. And I think that can ultimately be a hole that I know I have fallen into where I'm like, I want it to look this very certain way. And I spend more time on how it looks rather than what's in it. And so it all kind of falls apart for me if I don't have the right content. Yeah. You end up with a well-polished turd. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. We all have dump posts every once in a while we're like oh man but we'll talk we can talk a little more about like the uh 
the numbering and the bullet points and the tables next time. We c- because- or we or alternately we could not talk about tables. That's another <laughs> thing we could do. Right? I I like tables. They they they're a little they have, frustrating yeah, until you they understand have the, how they, they work. have their benefit. But I would I would argue that at least in role play, you're right that they don't right. necessarily. Yeah, we'll save it for role play, but not role play. Not role play. Quite role clear. Play. Quite clear. Yep. But right with all of that out, I think that covers role play. Yeah, we've done it. We, we've <laughs> we've fully explained role playing. I hope everyone's <laughs> learned and is ready to move on from this stage. And you, anyone just, who listens to this it. podcast going forward, you have no excuse not to have perfect posts from here on out. That's it. You will be graded. <laughs> By the way, at the end of RPGX, there is a quiz. And there is. Yep. So, in, in fact, you don't know it, but we're going through every listener's post right now. And we're starting a grading process. It just I just for have your words benefit. For a number of you, there are notes. There are notes. And don't worry, nothing before today is going on your grade card. But after today, yeah, you are judged. It will go on your permanent record <laughs> alongside that time that you stole paste in third grade. Yes, we do. We do have that on Sophie. video. And unfortunately, we cannot let that go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with all that out of the way, it's time for adventure assemble. We are now assembling the adventure, adventure of a lifetime, possibly the end of your lifetime, because adventuring is dangerous. All right. Do you have your die on you? (laughs) I have a die. Which one do you have? The D10? I've got a 10-sided one. It's kind of a uh, magenta tone, white numbering. I didn't ask and, and for little your whole silver backstory. sparklies in them. <laughs> it's got, it's the kind with the sort of smoothed edges, not the sharp edges. The text is big and quite easily uh, legible at a distance. Well balanced. Are you done? Oh, it was done some time ago. It's just killing time for you. <laughs> no, I was ready to go. I just wanted you to stop talking about your stupid die. Ah, it's so nice though. I'll send you a picture <laughs> afterwards. Oh God. I'm gonna roll it. Roll it. Nine. Nine. Okay. I thought you were gonna roll it though. Oh. Oh, I get it. Nine. <laughs> so, in the interest of keeping from rehashing everything, we... Let's rehash everything. I know people yeah. like it. People like we... it when we just go on and on we determined and last time details. That, that we're entering a broken land with large gaps between forested islands. Mm-hmm. And our... And lava down below, right? Lava down below? What was it? I think we talked about maybe lava, maybe not. I don't know if we just firmly decided. Nah, fair enough. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Who knows? Anyway, it's a new week, so who cares? (laughs) If only there was some way we could go back, check the details. But alas, there is not until I actually edit the episodes. (laughs) That's it. There's no way. But but we know that there was a pilgrim under attack, and he he or she was on their way to an ancient structure, making their pilgrimage to it. Which may or may not still function, and maybe maybe even not he or she could be a non non binary pilgrim. Right, right. Fair enough. They, they. this person, the yep. pilgrim. And so, okay. So you rolled a nine, nine. which is an aristocrat named <gasps> Sarnots seeks a company of adventurers. What? Whoa! Wait, what? What's the name? S a r n a u t z. Sarnots. 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 Okay. Sar. Sour it's nuts. Sar. Sar. Sarnouts. 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 
don't know. It's okay. It's a non-binary name too, eh? It's like not any kind of culture that I recognize. I, right. I don't know. But it All seeks right. a company of ventures to investigate a star which fell to the place. So and th- this thinking... is an aristocrat, you said? So we it says have... an aristocrat. Okay. So, okay. Aristocratic Sour Nuts is looking for a fallen star. <laughs> so this, this, gives, this gives our characters a reason to be heading in this direction as well. Because I think what we're going to find out is that the falling star broke the is land. close to this ancient maybe that, structure. Maybe that's what broke the land. Maybe the star fell some time ago and hit so the, the land world wasn't with such broken a... until recently. Boom. The, it just shattered the uh, core, uh, the mantle of the planet. But magic is holding it together. Magic that somehow is originated from this ancient structure, which is why the pilgrim was on their way to to visit it. Ah, oh, everything comes together. And maybe so oh, you got to wonder: was this a? Did the thing? Did the uh, star fall specifically on that place, or well, like was it drawn to it, or was that happenstance? I mean, who can even know? I definitely can't know. Oh, and the oh. Pil- the pilgrim has gone their way there to find out if the if the ancient holy place or the ancient uh, temple or whatever it is is still there. Like maybe they're worried that it was damaged or destroyed by the impact of the star. Or or even like they also saw the star fall and they're like, I need to I need to get divine intervention and help. I don't know what's going on. And then they find this broken land and become besieged by elves who we established are the probably the big bads of uh, this world that Edric lives in. Elves and are, are the worst. And they're probably on their way to try and get this star thing and control it. I mean, if they you know, want Ewok technology, can you imagine Seawalk. what they do with fallen? Oh, whoa, Seawalks! <laughs> if they want Seawalk technology, imagine what they do with a fallen star. Yeah, catch whoa. a falling star, put it in your pocket, save yeah. it for a rainy day. I mean, and then there would be no more rainy days until the elves allow the star out. Is that what they're thinking? Who knows? Elves know. are cagey like that. Because uh, of the way you said Sarnots so many times, I'm thinking it's a it's a gnome at this point. Sarnots. <laughs> Sournuts, noble, noble nuts the gnome. So a gnomeble. <laughs> mm. Well played, sir. It's, well played. It's not even that funny, but it really tickled me. It worked. Anyway, <laughs> it's no donkey we'll f- clipping, but it'll do. <laughs> we'll find out how it all comes together next time and meet our intrepid adventurers who were sent by this gnome to investigate things next time. Until then, we done. <laughs> You're done. Bye bye. <laughs> Boy. You're doing the responsible thing by ignoring your children right now.